0: hello 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 welcome back or if this is your first time here then thank you for joining us and this is the doula's guide to dot 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 today is the doula's guide to building up a positive birth mindset with me the dungaree doula if you missed the first episode and you would like to know more about me then go and check that out for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing and this episode is all about building up a positive birth mindset so why you should work on it and how to do it It sounds a bit woo-woo but actually we get quite sciencey in this episode so hopefully you'll stick around and find out why it's important. I hope that all of you lovely pregnant people find it incredibly helpful and can utilize some of the stuff that we talk about in this episode. So welcome and enjoy. So what is a birth mindset first of all? So basically it's how we feel about birth, it's the initial reaction and feeling that we get when we hear someone talk about giving birth or when we think about pushing our babies out into the world. So take a moment now and think truthfully about where your mindset is around birth. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Um, Are you absolutely terrified? Maybe you're just completely in denial, you have fear of the unknown, you're not really sure what to expect. All of these reactions are completely fine and completely normal but it's worth noting that where your mindset is when you go into labour can have a profound impact on the way that you go on to give birth. So if you fall into the terrified or the in denial camp then it's a good idea to try and spend some time turning that around. Um, A positive birth mindset will look different for everyone. Some people will feel really calm some people will feel really excited. Some people will feel really neutral and open. And again, all of this is fine. There's no one correct way to have a positive birth mindset. It's just about neutralizing any of those fears, any of those worries, any of those niggles that might currently um, be stuck in your mind around birth. They're just sat waiting there to sabotage our birth experience pretty much, and you'll find out why in a minute. So you're probably thinking one of two things right now. Um, either what are you on about this sounds really unrealistic are you thinking how the hell does this affect our birth um so let's talk about why it's important so as i said at the beginning we've got to get a bit sciencey for this to make sense and it's really important and really interesting because it shows you that hypnobirthing is not just like a load of con artists trying to sell you this pipe dream this is absolutely the bit that sold me on hypnobirthing when i first heard about it because i was just like oh my god it makes sense (laughs) so some background first um in our society, we have this overarching view of birth as being a bit shit, right? So we touched on this in the first episode, but we just don't have a culture that supports people having positive birth experiences. Uh, we only ever talk about over medical as traumatic hospital hospital births. We see awful birth stories in the news. Uh, we hear awful stories from our friends and families. We see really shite births on TV, in movies um, and TV shows, or in things like One Born Every Minute. So I could probably do a whole podcast episode on one born every minute because it's just, it's just not what you want to be watching when you're pregnant. It's made for TV. So as much as it is real people giving birth, it is highly edited to give you dramatic TV that gets you hooked in. You see about five minutes of someone's birth experience, which probably took hours and hours, if not days. You could take five minutes of the most peaceful and serene birth and make it look dramatic and TV-worthy. It's really heavily edited, so please don't take shows like One Born Every Minute at face value. It's super manipulated. Um, I like to use the example of my birth. So my second birth was a really calm, positive home birth and it was really easy. And actually it was really uneventful, not much happened in it. But I know that One Born Every Minute could have made it look TV-worthy because there was a little bit where I had transitioned into the pushing stage of labor and there was only one midwife present, she'd only just turned up. And she suddenly realised how far along I was in my labour and that our baby was going to be here soon. And she, I think, panicked a little bit, thinking, oh my God, I need to get our second midwife here because there's meant to be two midwives present when you give birth at home. So she went out into the corridor, away from me and was calling up the other midwife and saying you need to get here now she's about to give birth and stuff and if that was on tv on one born every minute that would have looked so dramatic they would have put really tense music over the top and it would have looked like it was this big panic what's going to happen is the midwife going to make it is something going to go wrong if she doesn't Well, actually for me i had no idea that was even going on so i told um, my birth partner to just sort of pass through any information that he thinks I need to know and not tell me anything that I don't need to know. So he didn't tell me that my midwife was out in the corridor panicking because it wouldn't have contributed anything to my experience. It probably would have made me panic a little bit too. So I had no idea. I went on to give birth really calmly, really easily. And the second midwife didn't make it and nothing happened. It didn't matter that she wasn't there. But if that was on one born every minute, it would have looked really scary. So that's why you've got to just take things like this with a pinch of salt. So all of these factors, all these outside factors, like the TV shows and the stories that we hear, they're affecting our mindset around birth. The stories we're hearing or seeing, they're getting stored in our subconscious so that when we think about birth, we feel a bit scared or we feel a bit in denial. So the other bit of background information that I just want you to um, think about here is that labor is started by a select cocktail of hormones, but the sort of MVP of those hormones is the love hormone, which is called oxytocin. So this hormone oxytocin is a driving force behind our contractions it's incredibly important so just keep that in mind as we delve into some of the science behind Beth because I will keep mentioning oxytocin. So basic knowledge of the nervous system is needed to fully understand what I'm about to teach you so in as brief a way as possible because it's in a podcast I'm not giving you a lecture on it and um, I'm going to explain something called polyvagal theory. So the nervous system is split into two branches, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is responsible for your fight-off-like reactions. And it evolved thousands and thousands of years ago as a way to deal with the fact that thousands of years ago, life was pretty dangerous, right? We were all foraging for food. We were fighting to survive. There were tigers roaming around. Like we really needed to fight to survive. So this fight-off-like reaction kept us safe But if you think about this in the context of giving birth, thousands of years ago, cave women would go into labor and then there was a real life threat of a tiger wandering on by and in this scenario the sympathetic nervous system would trigger interaction and this woman giving birth would go into fight or flight which was completely necessary because what happens when we go into fight or flight is that we create a shit ton of the hormone adrenaline right adrenaline is the enemy of oxytocin so this huge boost of adrenaline inhibits oxytocin being made which could stop or stall labor so that she could prepare to fight the tiger or to fly I run away from it um, ideally she'd be running away from the tiger because like people giving birth are heroes but I don't think that they're ready to be like fighting tigers and stuff so fight or flight would kick in and she would run away get herself to safety and then get back into the zone where she can start creating oxytocin again if we fast forward to modern day life when we go to give birth now right we're ultimately safe there's no threat of a tiger wandering by but unfortunately our nervous system as clever as it is it hasn't quite caught up with this So the sympathetic nervous system response is triggered even by things that we just perceive as a threat, which is absolutely catastrophic for those of us who are terrified of birth. We go into labor and our brain goes, oh my God, this is so scary. What's going to happen? And our nervous system goes, oh, a threat. And it sends us into fight or flight. We get this huge shed of adrenaline and any oxytocin that we had flowing towards our uterus and making it contract ends up getting overridden by this adrenaline. And our labor stalls or it stops. This is a massive problem because if you're in labour and you go into fight or flight mode, your body will become dehydrated, your breathing will increase, it'll become shallow, your heart rate will increase. So I'm sure you can all think about now of something that you've experienced where you've had this reaction be present, so you know what I'm talking about. But most importantly, your body will pump all of the red blood cells away from your uterus to all your arms and your legs ready to literally fight something or to run away, right? Because if you're going to fight, you need red blood cells in your arms. You need to be strong. If you're going to run away, you need all these red blood cells pumping to your legs so that they're strong, so you can run. But this is really disastrous for your uterus because as well as the oxytocin that's stimulating it to contract, your uterus also needs oxygenated red blood cells pumping into the area so that it can contract efficiently. So if you strip your uterus of these conditions, it becomes a lot harder for your contractions to work as they should. And they start to slow down, they start to stall, or they can completely stop. So if you've ever heard of the term failure to progress when discussing birth, this is why that happens. Because we're like absolutely terrified, we're creating all this adrenaline, we're stripping our uterus of the contractions it needs to be able to give birth. And then we get failure to progress. On the opposite end of the spectrum, however, we have the parasympathetic nervous system response, which is again split into two parts, but I'm just going to focus on one part today and that's called ventral vagal. So ventral vagal is where we want to be during labour. It's the place where we go to when we feel calm, when we feel safe, when we feel supported. Um, Coincidentally, all of the things we need to be feeling to produce optimum levels of oxytocin. So it's known as both the safe and the social part of the nervous system and it's also referred to as the rest and digest state so it's basically just where we go to when we're feeling pretty zen. It's triggered by things like a sincere smile, being spoken to calmly and just a complete lack of perceived danger and that's why it's so important for you to feel calm going into labour. Because if your mindset is one of, right, when birth rolls around, I've got this. I'm going to boss it. I'm going to bring my baby into this world calmly and safely. Then your subconscious is going, yeah, we've got it. Birth is calm. Birth is happy. Birth is safe. And it just leaves our body to just get on with it. It knows what to do. We're not getting in the way. We're not cock blocking it by being massively in our own heads and stressing out. So you build up this positive birth mindset is how we help our bodies to give birth as they know how to. I hope that um, sort of really little brief explanation has helped you to see why it's really important to start weeding out those fears now. Because ultimately, we do know how to give birth. It's innate knowledge and it's safe. So what you're probably thinking now is that's all well and good, but how do I get to that point? How do I start to feel calm about birth? You can't just tell yourself it's going to be okay and then forget about it and you would be right. We need to put the work in. So to ensure that our ventral vagal is triggered, triggered to ensure that it's triggered when we think about birth we need to reframe our thoughts with the tools that hypnobirthing teacher does basically and just by normalizing birth through doing lots of lovely helpful birth preparation we can block out all the negativity and we can embrace the positivity around birth and ensure that our subconscious is just jam-packed full of all of the really great and really normal things about birth it's not about being over dramatic about it it's just about normalizing it so there's loads of ways you can do this. Um, you can do this with positive birth videos. So go on YouTube and search for positive birth videos. Go to the website, tellmeagoodbirthstory.com. Have a look on my blog or other birth workers' blogs. Um, listen to podcasts. So there's a lot of podcasts on here that will tell you positive birth stories. Um, in this series, I'm going to have a couple of positive birth stories as well. So keep your eyes peeled for those. Um, and just start having a look at what birth can look like away from the sort of sensationalistic... Um, dramatic things that we see on TV you can also do this with affirmations so just repeating positive affirmations to yourself can completely change your neural pathways and we discussed this in episode one so go and check that out if you haven't already because I talk about a really great fear release exercise that you can do You can also buy and make positive affirmation cards, stick them around your house, uh, stick them at work, in your car, etc. And then you're reading them and taking them in. And you might not even notice you're doing it. But every time you are, those little things are getting stored in your subconscious. And they're just helping to increase that positive birth mindset. You can use hypnosis tracks. So a lot of people have like a really... Um, sort of negative view of using them they think like I don't want to be hypnotized and they start thinking about like Paul McKenna or when you're at Butlins and people get hypnotized on stage and they start clucking like chicken, chickens and stuff like that and hypnobirthing and um, hypnosis tracks are not like that at all so um, hypnosis is self-hypnosis it's just about being in a deeply relaxed trance like state so in mp3s are a really great way to build up this mindset because when you're in this deeply relaxed state of self-hypnosis, self you're more susceptible to what you're taking in. So get yourself nice and comfy in bed, stick on a candle, get wrapped up, get relaxed and listen in to some hypnobirthing MP3s to reframe your mindset. You can find these on YouTube, you can find these on Spotify, you can go to pregnancy relaxation classes that will have these at the end. So I run online pregnancy relaxation classes. If that's something you'd be interested in, then you can go to my website to find out more about that. And then learning about birth in general, like I said, birth preparation, this is such a good way to just normalize birth. So when you take a birth preparation or a hypnobirthing course, you're getting really informed about what our bodies are capable of. And it makes the whole thing just a lot less fear inducing because it's not fear of the unknown. You understand what's going to happen and you understand why it's going to happen. So just doing all of these things bit by bit, it's not, you don't have to work on them every single day, just doing a couple of times a week, doing these little activities are really going to massively help. And if right now feeling positive about birth just seems really unrealistic and too much, then work on getting to a place where you just feel neutral about it. Because getting to a place of neutrality is still going to massively help. And then go from there. Take it one step at a time. You don't have to go to birth and be like absolutely buzzing about it and be like, I'm so excited about this. But if you just feel okay about it, that's going to help because if you feel okay about it, you're not creating all that adrenaline. You're not doing anything that's going to sabotage your labor. Does that all make sense? I really hope it does because I wanted to try and make this as sort of succinct as possible because people can get really, really bogged down in the sciencey stuff and ultimately it's just about trying to get into the right headspace. So it can be a bit heavy at times, but um, hopefully I made it seem relevant and not boring, but still got across the point. And hopefully now you'll go away after this and you'll start working on your positive birth mindset. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stick around, like, follow and subscribe or leave a little review if you don't mind. That would be incredibly helpful too. And there's new episodes every Wednesday at 7pm. So stick around and speak soon. Bye.